Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by the Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you, America. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Emily's going to kick us off in Reno. Emily, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you. What's going on? So I've been listening to you guys for a couple months now, um, and I've eventually talked to my husband about it. He was a little bit reluctant at first, but now he's on board. Um, We don't have any credit card debt, which is great, um, but we do have two truck truck loans and our house. Um, And what we're thinking about doing, and he's on board with, but we're not sure if it's the right move is to take what we have in our largest retirement account and pay off the truck loans, um, which are average, uh, kind of large. Um, and then that would free up, of course, a lot of our income to either put toward the house or to rebuild the retirement account, which we feel like we could do fairly quickly. Um, so I just wanted to get your guys' opinion and take on that. Well, first of all, I love that you guys are aligned on wanting to get out of debt. The goal is great. Yeah. The method is terrible of robbing our retirement <laughs> accounts to achieve this. Uh, so let's talk about what what's left on these loans. Um, the larger one is around thirty seven thousand, and then the smaller one is a little over twenty. Okay, and what's your household income? Uh, together we make about 150 a year. Good. Okay. Awesome income. So let's look at it this way. If retirement accounts were not an option to rob, which by the way, if you take a withdrawal against that, you sound young. I'm, I'm guessing you're not 60. No, but we're not, uh, we're not super young. He's 43 and I'm 41. So you're really young. According to the government, you are not old enough (laughs) to be retired. You're not a retired person. We're young, but yeah, that's why we're nervous about, you know, that's why I called is because it sounds like a good idea, but I'm a little nervous about. Do you know what what it's going to do to you guys? Not only with taxes and penalties, but also robbing from your potential future growth on that money. Against a depreciating yeah. asset, and then we've thought we've thought about you know because the the company we're with allows you to like basically take a loan against yourself. No, no, um, but, no. Yeah, which we don't want to do. Which we didn't want to do. Yeah, we didn't. Want to okay, do. how about this? If you're um, that desperate so, to get out of debt, why not sell the trucks? Uh, well, we need them. Uh, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. You need a forty thousand dollar truck for what? <laughs> you guys are ruthless. Um, hold on, hold on. I, I live out in the country. I live on some acreage. I do need a truck. I'm an avid hunter, and I have stuff all over yeah. my property. And I, we, I'm not any better. We are avid outdoors people. Um, we have a camper that's bought and paid for, no payment. Um, so we need the the truck to pull it. Um, and then the other one is just you know our. The smaller truck was we use, my husband uses, drives it all the time. Um, I guess we're not desperate to pay it off. I mean, we do okay. You're desperate enough to rob um, your retirement at 30% with interest and penalties. Not to mention lost lost future earnings for a a car that will go down in value every year. 
Okay, well, I guess the reason that got me thinking about that is because I listen to you guys all the time and I hear, like, Dave always talking about, like, go scorched earth, like, don't, um, you know, like, put everything into getting debt-free. So Yeah, but he also right says never rob your retirement account to pay off debt. <laughs> or yeah. you don't go scorched earth in, like... Scorched earth means we're going to sacrifice and use our future income and sell everything we can in order to get out of debt. It okay. can also mean we're so, going to sell the trucks to get out of debt. But if that's not an option, right, I, I pinned you right. into that corner to say, well, the other option is let's use this amazing $150,000 income to pay off $57,000 in debt. Yeah. But guess what? That's going to take a different kind of sacrifice. That means we're not yeah. eating out. It means we're going to pause all investing as we attack this debt. Which that was my next question. Um, because we just in the last like year, we've really ramped up our um, thinking for the future. Um, so we've always put into our 401ks and retirements, but just this last year, we upped our percentage to 8% for both of us, um, plus our employer matching. And then we opened a IRA that we put a couple hundred a month in. Uh, and what, what, what is your, what is your APR on your trucks? What's your interest on your truck? Oh, I think, well, the, the 20 that we got them in the last couple of years when interest rates have been high with inflation. So I think they're around like 13. Nothing says I'm they're thinking not. about our future, like taking out a $37,000 loan at 13% interest. It trying to I earn know. it in a volatile 10% market. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So your, yeah. your math doesn't even work. Emily, we're having fun with you. We're so, not trying to just rag on you. I'm trying to get you to the point yeah. where you're willing to go, you're right, our our plan is not working. Trying to invest while right. taking on debt, while having the camper debt-free, but then we need a $40,000 loan to run the camper. We didn't think right. this through. And so the great news right. is this is a very solvable problem. So easy to solve. Okay. But there's Solid. only two solutions. <laughs> you either sell the trucks or you pay them off very quickly with future income by selling stuff, getting on a budget, cutting expenses, increasing income. That's it. No life okay. hacks, no retirement so, robbing. That's it. Do you guys, what do you think about, because um, I know, well, I think I know, in the baby steps that I read that um, you don't invest. I would pause every dollar. Retirement and everything. Add up what okay. it would be to pause all retirement. My guess is it's going to be close to a thousand bucks a month, if not more. Well, and here's here's why that's important in your situation. Yeah. You having a paid for camper and a forty thousand dollar loan against the the truck that makes the camper usable, and mm -hmm. you choosing to pause your investing while you're quote unquote getting serious about your future. You will see how insane what you're doing is. Because you're going to say, okay. there's no way I want to pause investing. We have a match and everything. And then the next logical question will be, what if we sold this camper and paid this truck off? What if we sold this camper and this truck and everything in our life changes literally in a weekend? All of it. And then we can breathe. And then we can say, what if, how often do we have actually use this camper? What if we used a tent? What if we went to KOAs? What if we built this thing back up? Because you said at the beginning of the call, we feel confident we could just refill our emergency, I mean, our retirement really quick. Cool. Just use that same energy yeah. and buy yourself another camper down the road. In a few years, yeah. if we enter into a recession, there's going to be a lot of campers on the market. You could sell yours yeah. right now while the going's good. And you're also going to double your investing if you follow our plan. You're going to go from 8% to 15% of household income. You're going to build ex extreme wealth by doing that. And when you spend cash on that next camper and that next truck, 
you're going to spend it differently because it's your own money. And you might be buying a $20,000 truck because it hurts too much to let go of $40,000 in cash that could be working for you instead of against you. So that was a fun time beating up on Emily, but it's because we love Emily. We want her to win with money. And sometimes that means tough love and getting rid of crap and sacrificing. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Well, big news if you missed it. We pre-launched my new book, Breaking Free from Broke. It's my first book ever. I'm real proud of it. And uh, you can pre-order today for only 20 bucks and get $100 in free bonus items, including instant access to my newest talk from our Smart Conference event called Show Me the Money, exclusive access to an online private event and Q&A, the audiobook, which will be enhanced and very exciting, the ebook, And on top of all of that, you're going to get three months to every dollar premium to try that out, to live out the principles in this book. This is everything you never learned about money but wish you did. This is how the debt industry, how companies come after your money, how to break free from broke and how to live out this Ramsey plan that freed me to go from broke to millionaire many moons ago. And so I'm going to expose all the myths and lies that we believe from credit cards, student loans, credit scores, auto loans, mortgage traps, investing traps, you name it, and uh, I'll show you the way out. I'm going to show you how to ditch debt and build wealth and buck this toxic system. And you can get it today at RamseySolutions.com slash store, and we'll send it to you in January when the book is out. Mike joins us in Washington, D.C. Up next, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks. Uh, Hope you're doing well today. Absolutely. What's going on with you? Well, I have an 88-year-old mother who's getting ready to run out of money, Um, like really run out of money. But uh, let me give you a background here. Uh, My dad passed away 15 years ago. And he left her the 15-acre property that that, uh, they were living in. And she stayed there. Uh, The house is now, say, neglected, certainly dated, needs some work. It's about 45 minutes away from me and where my brother lived. But in 2020, she had a little issue. She's been having some medical issues. She nearly burned the house down, had some issues like that. So my brother and his wife convinced her to live in a nearby uh, retirement home. Uh, And I wasn't included in that process. She didn't want to move, but she agreed. And she's been there since uh, August of 2021 and been paying the mortgage on the house. And she's been paying for the retirement home. And that's a burn rate of about 10000 a month. Um, I don't know all of her finances. I, I, I ask her questions and she gets irritated. Uh, my brother's kind of handling that. But without a power of attorney or anything, um, I basically have to steal some of her mail and, and look at it, figure it out. And what I got down to is that in her family trust, all the money my dad left and her parents left her and everything, there's about $3,000 in cash left in that and about uh, maybe 30000 um, in stocks and I think about fifteen in a checking account. And that's it. Have you not called um, your brother and just said, what yeah. in the world do you do? How does that conversation go? 
Uh, it usually goes with, I'm working on it. Um, he wants to make sure the house is perfect before it sells, which it will never happen. That, that's one thing. I've asked, you know, what's going on with the finances. I'll get back to you. Uh, oh, there's a plan. I'll, I'll tell you, but I've never been told. How, how um, dude, I, I'm being honest. Like I've got, a, I've yeah. got a brother. He's a, he's got such, he's a person of such impeccable character. This wouldn't, this would never apply, but I would I would be really close if I were you to in fact not really close. I would probably draft a letter from an attorney. Cuz A yeah. something sounds fishy here. B I don't care what plan your brother has. Your mother's about to lose everything. Yeah, everything. It, 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 yeah. It's, it's 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 time to stop waiting for a plan. One of the problems here and I'm sure it's something you've probably heard of like she's come out and said in the past she likes him better. She as a person and everything else. So that aside, uh, she, every time I ask about something, oh, I trust him. I, I used to take her to the doctor, and I'd take her shopping. I don't even get that that anymore. So I'm so far out of the loop um, on this because I think ultimately I'm the realist, and I'm the one who who has to. Um, I'm the one who tells her what she needs, and he's the one who does what she wants. And that's part of the problem why this house is sitting on the market for it's not even on the market for two years. It hasn't even been on the market yet in two years. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Do you think he has some kind of vested interest where he's driving this wedge between you guys on purpose, and he stands to gain something? No, I think he's pretty much kind of like just a just a dum dum, and he has always had issues, uh, OCD type issues, but also just uh, he can't make a decision, those sorts of things. He's the older brother, I'm the younger brother. Yeah, but nobody's and, nobody's that dumb to where there's two hundred forty thousand dollars in an account, and two years later. At a burn rate of ten grand a month, there's three. Everybody knows this. It, this train stops next month. Yeah, and it, it, it actually when it stops, it's going to park itself in his house. And so yeah, there's nowhere else for to go. Now she says she's going to get a camper and take her cat and well, drive around. No, of course she says that. That's not <laughs> that's, happening. Of course, of course. But, so uh, here's the deal. It sounds like t- there's two things. One is there's the money aspect of it, but yeah. I'm more interested in. You are watching your mom, a woman you love, and who loved you, slowly peel away and head in a direction that you don't believe is healthy. And I think what you've just played out for us, it's not healthy. And you're heartbroken. Yeah, there's, there's really, it, it's kind of the, one of the reasons I call it, it was kind of a precautionary tale for others who, you know, you think you have a plan. Her plan was to die. I know that's a fact. She planned to buy at that house, and all this would be taken care of. Of course, of but, course. Um, and I think she's still th- counting on that now. Like, oh, it's not going to be a problem because I'll be dead, and it's going to go away. What if she lives uh, another I mean, decade? Well, yeah, she says she's going to live to be 100, and then on the other hand, you know. Well, do some quick math with her <laughs> and show her that she's out of money in a year. I'm more, I'm more worried that there's yeah. way more money in this trust and your brother's done something nefarious with it. He's either so... In- so listen to this the options here he is so incredibly incompetent that his incompetence is so bad his mother's gonna end up homeless or he's had some financial incentive to keep you out of the books well she refinanced this house 10 years ago now she's been in it for 30 so she would have paid it off um my dad had sold our old house when they moved out this other place so there's three hundred thousand that was put into it into a five hundred thousand dollar house like it would have been paid off somebody somewhere about 10 years ago 
got her to refinance. And about 10 years ago, my brother was $20,000 in debt and then suddenly bought a house. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking that's where that money went, but nobody wants to tell me. And that's why she gets irritated and he won't answer the questions. And I think they refinanced. She took the, pulled out the equity. Here's the deal, brother. Here's the deal, man. You can wipe your hands of this and grieve like bloody hell your mom. Yeah. And your relationship and it shouldn't be this way and you wish you were still one of her boys and she has chosen the other one. She's told you, I choose him over you. And I cannot wrap my head around how devastating that would be if my mom did that. You know what? It's actually um, more than devastating. It, it's actually a relief. Okay. Because now I know. I, I know why things are happening the way they are. Okay. It, it might be a relief in the short term, but, but, yeah. but you're going to have to grieve that. Or the yeah. second thing is you get an attorney... And demand financial accounting. And, yeah. and, and quite honestly, you're going to have to sue your brother probably. And if she made him the the heir of this stuff, it, your suit probably won't even matter. Yeah, he's the executor, but not the power of attorney. Who's the power of attorney? Nobody. She she still retains everything. Oh, okay. Well, this is bordering power. on elder financial abuse. And so that makes me think we need to get some third parties involved to look into this before we continue to destroy her life. Yeah. yeah. Those are the words I was looking for, because that's what I was thinking, but you've kind of... I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I would this, contact one immediately and just explain the situation. And here's what's hard. She might talk to an attorney and say, I have directed my oldest son to do every single thing I want. And when I run out of money, I'm going to move in with him, or I'll move back yeah. into my magic home. Both of those are options on the table for her. Uh-huh. She said so. The bottom line is an 88-year-old woman should not have $10,000 in expenses every single month. No. Especially with a burn rate, with, with which, a finish line coming up real tells me quick. her expenses aren't 10. That money is going somewhere, and it sounds like it's going partially to your brother. So I'm sorry you're dealing with this, Mike. This is a, a tangled web of just broken relationships and financial abuse, and uh, I hope you find some resolution, even if it's not the one you're looking for. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Chris joins us in Seattle, Washington. Chris, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I had a question. I'm, I found Dave Layton, life, so I'm following. I'm just now getting started with his baby steps, and I'm on baby step number two. Um, 
I got about 8,000 credit card and about 57 in personal loans. Um, I have a 401k loan aside those two and I'm trying everything in me says to go against what Dave says on the 401k loan. Um, because it's the interest I would receive back. Um, and I'm, it falls in between some of these loans as in the you know monetary value. So I'm curious if that should be paid off in that order, which is what I'm thinking against, which I'm guessing you guys will probably say to do because of the interest. I'm just curious on your guys's. I don't know. At what point did you think this is about the interest? Because it seems like there was a series of decisions made that has left you in a place where you're feeling stressed out and anxious, overwhelmed by a pile of debt. So I'm far less concerned about the interest and more concerned about how do we get Chris back to some financial foundation where he doesn't owe anyone anything. Right. So what's the balance of the 401k loan? It started at six. It's about 5,000 now. Okay. And what other debt do you have? You have the credit card, personal loans, 401k loan. And, and that's, and I have a deficiency balance from a vehicle. So I'll give a guess a little backstory. I found Dave a few months ago and I'm got on this thing. I stopped all 401k investment, which was really hard for me because of the, the match. Um, but you I took a loan against your 401k. Afford- Right. So we can't get too excited about the free money when we just robbed ourselves of it. Right. And so I I got rid of a vehicle that was very expensive. You already Um, did the voluntary repo? It's done? Okay, what's the deficiency balance on that? 33 and some change. Good gosh. Was it an airplane car? What was it? It It was a brand new diesel truck. Okay. What are you driving now? Uh, it's a little Isuzu car beater. Paid for? Um, worth about 1500 yeah. Good. Okay. Hey, hold on, hold on. How old are you, Chris? Real quick. George, then get back. How old are you, Chris? I'm 37. All right. I keep hearing some shame in your voice. Brother, let it, let it ride. I'm freaking proud of you. Well, I'm shamed or I'm embarrassed because of the amount of money I do make. Yeah, and- hold on, hold on. Dude, we all learn. We all learn. And... George and I talk to six-figure broke people all the time, and we talk to millionaire teachers all the time. So, dude, you are not dumb. You're not an idiot. You're clearly good at what you do professionally. You probably just did what everyone in your life told you to do, what the next right smart move was. So stop with the shame, man. I'm proud of you. You found. Listen, you've lived for this many years thinking this was the path, and you now have a new path. Cool. I'm going to hold my head up high. I'm going to take this new path. I'm not going to spend my time on this new path just beating myself up for being on the old path. We're on the new one now, man. We don't hit each other on this path. We just right. solve problems, okay? That's number one. Number two, here's the, the key that I want you to digest before you go any further on this plan because it's going to hold you up if you don't. The way you've done it for 37 years hasn't worked. Will you try something new? Right, yes. And that was sort of my thinking when I quit the 401k and, um, you know, investing, it was really hard for me because I'm like that money, all I could see was that money, but, um, but it hasn't worked. You know, right. Very, it's same with when you, when you approach George with the, with interest rate and that, that model hasn't worked. Not just right. for you, for most of America. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. 
And George has the keys right. to your freedom right here, but I want you to change your psychology. You're, you've, you're done right. You're on a new path. Sweet. We're so glad that you're in this cult with us. And the way you did it in the old way didn't work. Let's say we're going to do a new one. All in. Is that cool? Yep. All right. All right. What's your total monthly payments on all of this debt? Uh, it's about about 2000 Okay, now what's your income? It's it'll be 150 this year, but it's going to drop to 135 next year because they want us to have a more work-life balance, so they're cutting some overtime. Okay, well you can go pick up a side hustle and keep it at 150 or even <laughs> higher, right? Sounds like you just freed up some time is, to work. That is with my that is with my side hustle. My base salary is 127 and then I about 10 11,000 on the side hustle. Great. Um, and I take a day for myself. Um, so I'm working about two days. I work, uh, Monday through, uh, Thursday in my engineering gig. And then Friday, I, um, Saturday I take for myself and then Sunday or okay. Friday, Saturday I work and then I take Sunday for myself. What's cool. your take home pay every month without investing? What's your take home pay going to be on average? It's going to be probably about seven. Okay. So your goal is to figure out how much gap and margin we can create between your expenses, which is going to be food, utility, shelter, transportation, and those debt payments. Everything else, we're going scorched earth for a while because making 150, how quickly can you pay off this $103,000 in debt? If you get really intense about it, how many years is it going to take? I estimated two and a half years. I'm saying two or less if you're following our plan. 18 months max. Okay. So now I, think about this. I guess I just haven't been able to see the numbers. Um, That's what I want you to see is the numbers. Life. See what your life looks like two years from now when you freed up $2,000 worth of payments and you have a fully funded emergency fund. You never have to turn to a lender again. You never have to feel the shame of one of these money mistakes again. You just get to walk in freedom, making one hundred fifty grand with no payments. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. Nobody's going to demand payment from you at the end of the month. Are you a homeowner? I am. What's left on the mortgage? Three thirty. And you're living alone? Uh, yes. Okay. I want you to start dreaming about what is, what do you, what does Chris look like ten years from now when he's got a paid for house, making one hundred fifty, probably more, ten years from now with no payments in the world, including no mortgage. Think about that. And then let's reverse engineer it to where we make decisions today that get us there. And one of those decisions right. is pausing investing. Another one of those decisions is screw the interest rate. I'm going to go smallest to largest because I make $150,000. So who freaking cares? These loans are going to get knocked out so quickly. And then you're going to be facing down the barrel, the, that car loan, the deficiency balance. And then we're on to the personal loan of 57000 And 24 months from now, you're going to call us back and do your debt-free scream. All right. That's it. That's your one goal. But we can't sit here and look at the interest rates and math anymore. We've got to focus on behavior change. Right. We can argue about math once you're debt-free. That'll be a, fun, a more fun time for us, at least, when we get to celebrate with you, too. So if you make it 150, your, take, your, your, your gross is about 12.5. Where is the other 5,500 bucks a month going that you only bring home seven? So my mortgage is right at 3,000 with all the expenses. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, fuel. Uh, uh, so you're talking. You're, you're talking. Number, you have I'm, you have seven thousand left after you pay all your bills and everything. 
No, no, I take seven thousand home. So three, three thousand, anywhere from three to thirty-two hundred is uh, monthly expenses for the house. Uh, and then I have, you know, my phone bill, my sure other. But John's saying, hey, stuff. you're grossing twelve, you're taking home seven, five thousand can't be going to taxes every month. Well, a lot of it was going into four hundred one k. So that's going to. But stop. you freed up that and money like now. That you pause. So, so you, this, you might be taking home about eight nine. or nine grand. Yeah, it'll be about eight and a half or nine. Right, and so next year it's going to drop to my base salary drop down to one twenty seven, and then I'll have about ten thousand um, take home or not take home, but in other side hustles. Okay, cool. So we're, we're still going. We're still working with nine, and you have two thousand off the top that you have to pay. So now you're down to seven. And then you got three thousand so, bucks. So actually, I take that back. I pay three thousand amongst all those all those loans and stuff. Okay, three thousand what I pay. Sweet. Damn. We're gonna start knocking them out, smallest to largest. I'm gonna help you out with that, Chris. Hang on the line. We're gonna send you every dollar premium. You're gonna make a list: income minus expenses need to equal zero. You give every dollar a job, create as much margin as you can to throw at that smallest debt, and you're gonna feel the momentum in no time, man. Thanks for the call. This is the Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. You can call us at 888-825-5225. John is with us in Boston, Massachusetts. John, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Doing good. What's up? So, basically, uh, I'm 37, married. uh, I got three kids. One of our two reliable vehicles has started acting up. So I started looking at replacing it. <laughs> does that make it? You know, does that make it the unreliable one? Uh, I mean, that's hard to say. It's like, it's only a five year old vehicle, right? It it should not be in this situation, but it is. Uh, it's a truck, and my transmission is essentially blown. Um, so I can limp around town in it, but we're talking like a seven thousand dollar repair. Um, right now, I owe eleven thousand on the truck. It's worth about thirty. So like the numbers make sense to repair it, but. It's also a five-year-old truck with 100,000 miles on it. With this being a fairly significant repair, I started looking at buying, like, a new car, right? And that's, like, what should I spend financially? That's how I got, you know, to your site and started, you know, consuming this content. But now I'm, like, this doesn't seem like borrowing 50 grand makes sense right now. So you thought the solution was, let me borrow more money to get out of this pickle. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, We've all been there. The good thing is, at least the truck is not upside down, right? Like that is have equity in it. Now you're saying it's worth thirty k if you fix the transmission. So I mean, I've kind of like been slipping around to different dealerships, and I feel like I can get away with trading. Don't it be that assets. guy. Don't be that guy. Because a single mom's going to open that car. Don't do that. Be a person of integrity, dude. Not for a depreciating asset. Fair enough. It just sucks. It How just much is money do you have? Like, what do you mean in my bank account? Yeah. 260k in my savings account. What? <laughs> You're my yeah, hero, so dude. Like, uh, what are you what doing? Definitely mismanaging finances for sure. No doubt about that. What how other much, debt do you have? How much debt do you have? Yeah. Uh, so you know, my wife has a minivan. We owe about 15k on that. 15 and then or we have a mortgage with 15. Okay. So total car is 26k, and beyond that, we have nothing. We have a mortgage that we pay. Uh, we owe three hundred and four thousand. No credit cards, home. no student loans, or anything. Uh, no, we do use our credit card for like all of our expenses, but we haven't paid interest ever. So, what do you do for a living? 
Uh, I'm like a people manager at a pharmaceutical company. Ah, okay, cool. What's the household income? Uh, two sixty five in that range. Okay, base base. So, well, the solution here is simple. If you want to keep the truck, let's just fix the transmission and drive it. But we're also paying off these car loans today. Okay, I mean that's sort of what I had heard from like now. I'm taking in the content is like pay these off. Yeah. The only thing I was wondering is since there's such a low percentage rate. I was waiting for that. I was like, I bet this guy's got a low interest rate. He's making five (laughs) percent in a savings account, and he's like, bro, I'm making the spread. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the science, right? Like that's the math in it. I learned it in a Harvard bar. You know what else math tells us to do? (laughs) Stay out of debt. Because when we have payments going out, it lowers our money that we get to keep. And it also causes us okay. to buy things that we otherwise wouldn't have purchased. We would have sp- spent less money if we had used our own money. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, I'm feeling that right now, especially when I'm like looking at interest rates and talking about taking this cash out of my savings. Yeah, it's just like, it's I just not worth the spread. A BMW to a, a beater, you know. You're too smart. You're too successful, and you have too much money to be playing the spread game. And one right. thing you've never experienced, and here's here's this my it's a cool you can do an experiment on either side of the equation here. Okay, I want you to pay both these cars off today, and I want you to drive around and tell somebody I'll give you fifty five hundred dollars in cash at a reputable place and see if they'll fix your transmission, right? Because you've got cash, and then I want you to sleep yep. for a week, and then if your stress doesn't relieve a little bit if you're not a little bit more fun to be around or you have a little bit more joy in your home then you can go back out and take a loan out on these cars and tell him john deloney said you could yes now does taking a loan make sense like I no it would be the stupidest thing in the world most people undervalue the cost of what i would call a soul tax because there's a part of your brain that always scanning the environment 24-7, 365, trying to make sure we're safe. And if you owe somebody else money, it knows one, one little glip in the matrix, one report from one of your employees that you did X, Y, or Z, and it's just easier to let you go. And it knows we lose the cars. And we probably lose the house. And that little part of your brain never shuts off. And it would be failing if it let you sleep all night because you're not yeah. secure. And so most people are like, dude, I'm making 6% in a high-yield savings account. My interest rate's 4%, so I'm actually keeping the 2%. I'll pay that 2% for my sleep tax any day of the freaking week. And you throw a mortgage on top of that and they can't take your home away? Now it's game on. See what I'm saying? Okay, so... If we ignore the truck problem, right, and we just fix it and move on with our life, what are we? What should I be doing differently? Because like we maxed our four hundred one k out for the year. Awesome. Can't contribute anymore, dude. If I'm right, so, so I'm that's two sixty five. Is everything to your but, name? Uh, no, but, there's more money. Do you have an emergency there, fund. Right? We both have. Mm, yes. Okay. Yes. So anything beyond your emergency fund, I'm throwing at the house. Let's pay these car loans off. I know it sounds crazy because let me guess, you got a low interest rate on that mortgage. Yeah, I hey. for sure do. And I made this money in real estate. And so, like, that is why I'm keeping it. That's why I enjoy having the cash. Like, if something comes out, I can jump on it. I would pay off your primary and home and then start dealing okay. with investment property with cash. I tell you yep. that a, yeah, John would do the same. Way. I would do the same. Dave Ramsey has done the same. And he's amassed quite the real estate portfolio in cash. 
And so that's you're paying off your first loan first and then going exactly for cash real estate. So you're not over leveraged with so much risk. You got a mortgage hanging over your head with your family. And then you're also hoping to make the spread on, on this investment property. It's simply too much risk. And well, you're going to get there in no time. Making two sixty five without a mortgage there. payment, Simple. you're going to be buying real estate like no one's business in a few years. But right now, we, we can yeah. clean up this mess real quick, man. Uh, tell your, I think the t- unfortunate thing is we have not been budgeting. Like We just kind of started and realized we were blowing like 20 grand a month. There you go. That's the power um, of a budget. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're going to get such yeah. a raise when you start doing a budget. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen the, the change in one month, really. We like shaved... All right, here's the deal. We're going to hook you up. We're going to hook you up. We're going to give you every dollar, the best um, app on the planet for budgeting, for planning, for paying off debt. You and your wife can dream together. Here's how quick it's going to take us to buy another rental property, to buy this duplex we want to buy. We can begin to put all this stuff in there, and we're going to give it to you. It links up to your bank, so you and your wife talk about what we're buying, what we're what, like our budget that we create together. You both entered in there together. And it attaches to your bank so you know in real time what we're buying. So we're going to hook you up, stay on the line here, and we'll get you taken care of with every dollar, the greatest budgeting app on planet. I like John. I like him a lot. And I like guys from Boston because that's where I'm from. But well, I'm rooting I for love. John. It's the second call we've had this hour where somebody's like, hey, uh, what I'm doing is not working. And I make too much money to be this broke. Or I make too much money. I have too much money in the in the bank account, and I don't have this one thing. I got two hundred thousand dollars in the bank, and I can't pull the trigger on a seven thousand dollars car repair. And that tells me the person has money. The person's got intelligence. These are smart wise, people. They don't have peace. Yeah. Right. And, and that's not peace. that's worth something. That means it may be worth paying off the the lower interest rate first, even though it doesn't make mathematical sense. Because it means they'll actually get out of debt this time. And the question I think we always have to ask ourselves is what secure? Wh- why do we? earn money what do, what do we amass after we pay for our basics what does it give us does it give us opportunity maybe does it give us this false sense of security maybe does it give us the opportunity to go on vacations yeah but if it's not giving you then you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong because if you if you solve for peace then nobody cares what you drive and nobody cares what you're wearing and nobody the spread cares. on the interest doesn't matter as doesn't much anymore. matter right yeah. it's just about solving for peace Beautiful reminder. Well, hey, you guys can go check out Every Dollar as well. This is the way to actually pay attention to where your money's going, to stop overspending, to save more. And uh, we've got a lot of new features in there that are great. So go check it out. You can download it. It's a free app for iOS and Android. Go to everydollar.com and get started today. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Dr. John Deloney, all the guys in the booth keeping this show afloat, and you, America. We'll be back before you know it.